Hello, everyone, and welcome to the postseason edition of Sports Extra. I'm Lance Beezer, as always, alongside Carla Murata and Alec Osmus. I'm back. We're all yeah, back. Yeah, it's been a while. Since it's, it's been, been at least three. a month since I've been on Sports Extra. <laughs> you were greatly missed, Alec. Trust Viewership me. is going to Yeah, it has plummeted uh, since then. But we all did take last week off because the Packers had a bye. So we took a bye, but the Packers are back, so we are back. And now we're going to talk about an NFC matchup against the L.A. Rams as they come into Green Bay tomorrow. That's going to be at Lambeau Field tomorrow afternoon. All right, Carly, you're going to be at this game. You're going yep. to be covering it for us. And so when you look at this matchup, there's a lot of interesting one-on-one -on -one matchups. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of strength on strength. And I know you're looking at what kind of is the big question mark for the Packers this postseason, which is, is their defense going to keep playing at the pace that they've been playing at here the last few weeks? Yeah, so to answer that question, let's talk about what they are facing in this game, and that's going to be Jared Goff, who is starting at quarterback. There was questions about who would be the starting quarterback, um, and he will be it. It will be Blake Bortles. That will be his backup. Um, now, Goff did have thumb surgery. He's recovering from that. He had that surgery on December 28th, so he's not 100%. Matt LaFleur did say they were preparing for golf all week, so they'll be ready for him. And if you remember, LaFleur was his offensive coordinator in 2017, so he knows a lot about him. Here's the thing. The Packers' defense can take advantage of this immobile quarterback. He's injured still. He's playing in freezing temperatures. It's supposed to be, I think, a low of 27 degrees, but we'll check in with weather in a bit. Um, but... So Goff is 1-1 one one in games with temperatures below 35 degrees. He has zero touchdowns and five interceptions in those games. Sean McVay, the head coach, was asked this week if he would change his play calling because Goff isn't so good in cold weather games to, and, his, and his thumb isn't so good right now, sure. too. And McVay said he will not. So another thing is Goff has already turned the ball over a lot this season with 13 interceptions. That's tied for second most in the NFL. So if the Packers can step up, create some turnovers outside of Goff. The Rams have rookie running back Cam Akers, and he's really improved recently. Um, he was only getting a maximum of about 10 attempts until week 14. He's now averaging 25 attempts a game. He's coming off a game against the Seahawks where he had 131 rushing yards and a touchdown. So look up. Look out for him and just this Packers defense, they have to step up to the challenge. But they've been really good lately in the last three games. They've allowed less than 17 points. So they're really progressing. And Mike Patton said this week that the defense, if they want to make it to the NFC Championship, they have to go out and earn it. So I don't know. I believe in this defense. I don't think this Rams offense is going to be a real threat um, on Saturday. Completely agree. And you touched on it. Jared Goff, the thumb, he's wearing a glove. But, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Nailed it, Carly. Yeah, neither of these quarterbacks is really good enough for it to affect the game plan at all as far as John Wolford, who probably none of us had heard of two weeks ago uh, <laughs> until he played that game last week and got the start. Jared Goff's just okay. Now, they do have some weapons, obviously, at receiver, but Cooper Cup was among those um, who is listed as questionable for this game. That could be important because they have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup as their two receivers. Uh, David Edwards, by the way, former Badger, also questionable in this one on the offensive line. And then you mentioned their running backs. They've been rotating all year with Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers. I think Akers has been the most talented guy all year. They're finally feeding him the football now that we're in the crunch time here. And I think that's going to be the path to success, if you will, for the Rams on offense. If they're going to have it is against the rush defense. So now let's see if Snacks Harrison, I'm going to have a little sleeper. Snacks Harrison, get a couple of tackles, affect the run game. Uh, that's why he's here right now in Green Bay is because they expect him to be good against the run here in the postseason. 
All right, so the one thing that I guess is a huge question mark for the Packers is not so much their defense, because it actually has been pretty solid, but mm -hmm. Alec, you wanted to talk about a not-so-special teams. Yeah, <laughs> yes, a not-so-special teams indeed. Now, obviously, the Packers did not play last week. They had the first round bye, but the week before, the final game of the regular season against Chicago, the Packers spotted the Bears 10 points. Now, depending who you ask, this Packers special teams unit ranked 29th in the NFL right now. Now back to the spotting the Bears 10 points. There's a long list of struggles that have happened this season uh, with Packers special teams, but they gave the Bears an opening good field position that led to a touchdown drive right out of the gates. Then they lost that fumbled punt return. Tavon Austin coughed it up. That led to a field goal. So you gave the Bears 10 points right out of the gates there. Now Green Bay, get this stat, 21 total punt return yards in their last nine games. As you might expect, that is last in the NFL. Now, back to that Chicago game. You give the Bears 10 points off your special teams. Against a quarterback like Mitch Trubisky, that's going to be fine. You're going to be able to survive something like that with Aaron Rodgers. But into the playoffs, not saying that Jared Goff would necessarily be a quarterback that could capitalize off 10 points. But what if you win this game, you move on? Do you want to give a guy like Drew Brees 10 points to play with? Do you want to give Tom Brady 10 points to play with? Absolutely not. So the Packers special teams continues to struggle. I'm not going to rattle off. Uh, this entire list that I found of some of the special team blunders, but here's a few more of them. The Packers allowed a blocked field goal against the Titans. It was called back because of a penalty. They allowed a 71-yard kick return against Detroit, uh, allowed a 73-yard punt return touchdown, 46-yard kick return, and a mixed missed extra point against Philadelphia. So, as we learned in 2014, if you want to think back to Don't then, say I'm it. sorry, Don't do I know it. I had to bring it up, uh, Brandon, Brandon Bostic <laughs> against the Seahawks, and FC oh. Championship game. So it even sounds like Matt LaFleur has been weighing options this coming into this postseason about playing more of his starters in the special teams to try to avoid any kind of blunder because now if your special teams makes a mistake, it could end your season. Yeah, and unfortunately they picked up Tavon Austin to be like a good special teams return option for him. And then you mentioned in that Chicago game, he's the one who fumbles. So uh, they don't really have any answers there if just, if Tavon Austin isn't that guy. But right. it uh, good news, Mason Crosby has been lights out. So sure. they have that element of special teams. That was teams the down. one category in this list of things that the Packers did well on in special teams was field goal kicking. But punts, punt returns, I mean, this, this list was long, and it broke it down into many categories. The Packers obviously not doing well in majority of them. And you mentioned Brandon Bostic. Obviously, that is the nightmare for all Packers fans. But on the flip side, if you go down to the year that they won the Super Bowl with Brett Favre, it was Desmond Howard with the return. So the Packers fans through the years have understood in the postseason, one big play like that mm -hmm. is often the difference between winning and losing when you're talking about teams that are this good and this evenly matched. And at this point, with four teams left, it's close enough for any of these games, including against the Rams, who the Packers are still somewhat heavily favored to beat, that uh, you, you give up a kick return for a score or you fumble again like they did against the Bears, give them a short field, that could be just enough for the Rams to pull this one out. Uh, the main thing to talk about, I think, though, in this game is number one versus number one. We have the Packers, number one scoring offense in the NFL, and they're going to be going up against the number one scoring defense. And the Rams just aren't the number one scoring defense. They are the number one total defense. They are number one against the pass. And if you look at it, they are actually, that should be number three against the rush and number two in sacks. I mean, they are a complete team. And you look at, they have superstars. Mm -hmm. uh, Aaron Donald is an absolute 
wrecker on the defensive end. I mean, he could totally just blow up a play by himself when you're trying to run the football. They went out and got Jalen Ramsey, who is a lockdown corner, and this is going to be fun because I think yeah. Jalen Ramsey is going to spend a lot of time on Devontae mm -hmm. Adams, and very rarely is Devontae Adams actually covered one-on-one -on, -one on purpose, and it might happen. The Rams might just go ahead and roll the dice and see if Ramsey can stop him because Ramsey is... Uh, he has shut down virtually every receiver he has faced this year. I think the most is four or five catches, something like that, is the most a uh, receiver has against him this year. It's been remarkable. He and Devontae Adams have not gone toe-to-toe, -to -toe really, except for, I think it was a few snaps in the Pro Bowl. Other than that, we haven't seen this matchup, especially not in a game like this. So it is going to be fascinating to watch that. It's going to be fascinating to see if the Packers can run the ball. I, I mentioned their number three rush defense are the Rams, so they're good. The other thing that's scary for the Packers, that offensive line. Uh -huh. So far, so good on the COVID test. We, we didn't mention Jared Veld here, who they picked up off the practice squad of the Colts. They bring him back. He was on last year's team. He tested positive on Tuesday. If you missed that news, he practiced on Tuesday, and then they found out that he had a positive COVID test. He was put on the COVID list. They've now been kind of waiting on eggshells to see if there was any sort of spread along that offensive line. Veldier was brought in because they were lacking depth with David Bakhtiari's out. It didn't cost them against the Bears, obviously, not having David Bakhtiari. You know, Billy Turner's been doing a great job uh, moving around the offensive line. They have some guys that can move around a little bit. Wagner, uh, obviously, and then you have Elton Jenkins can move around. But they really wanted Veldier as that backup tackle or even potentially starting tackle, but probably backup tackle to be there to plug in. Uh, it's a little scary when you're facing a pass rush this good and you don't have your best offensive lineman. Thankfully, the Packers have three Pro Bowl or all pros on that offensive line. Aaron Donald, Corey Lensley as well. Aaron Donald, as you mentioned, that guy will likely draw a double team and he mm -hmm. can still right. make a play. All right. And, but then, so it's like you look around on this offense, let's just worst case scenario this. All right. Aaron Donald's a problem. He's getting after Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, he's shutting down Devontae Adams. Again, I'm just worst case scenarioing this. Do we then have to rely on MVS? to haul it in, actually make a big catch. Because as we've seen, I know he leads, he's like the deep ball threat. He's averaging 21 yards of reception. But as we've seen, many drops. That's what he's known for. What do you guys think? Well, I think, you know, Alan Lazard, is he not due for a game right Who? now? <laughs> <laughs> You know, he, I feel like he's got to um, come out and make some plays on Saturday. And Robert Tunyon, he's been great all season. So the Packers have so many weapons that maybe if they limit Devonta Adams, I'm not saying he's going to be shut down by any means, but if they limit him, I think there's enough weapons. And you're right, maybe MVS just needs to uh, be a little more consistent. It's hard to, you know, he hasn't proven that all year. But a, a big catch by MVS goes a long way. This is where the Ramsey effect comes in for me because the thing about Devontae Adams is obviously he is drawing double teams or at least attention, so much attention on the defensive end that it allows guys like MVS to get one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, you saw the big play against the Bears. He's one-on-one -on -one against a linebacker there, and that's the type of defensive schemes that you're forced into when you're playing the Packers because you have to pay attention to Devontae Adams. Well, if they can get Ramsey to go one-on-one -on -one and slow Devontae Adams down just with Ramsey, that makes their defense into more of a standard defense, if you will, where they can give a little bit more attention to Robert Tunyon or somebody else. So it, it might be a little bit more difficult than normal, if you will, for some of those secondary pieces if Ramsey can indeed and does shadow Adams, which we don't know exactly how that's going to play out. But um, somebody else is going to have to step up, make a play. Tunyon, you mentioned, has been the most consistent. 
Maybe but it Aaron could Jones be anyone. Big it, game. it could be Aaron Jones coming mm -hmm. out of the backfield. It could be MVS. You know, who, who knows who it's going to be, Alan Lazard. That's been the beauty of the Packers this season, right? You don't know from game to game who it's going to be. And there has at least been somebody, more often than not, step up. And we'll see if that's the case here against the Rams. All right. Well, so we are going to do predictions, by the way, in a minute. And I know we have a poll question. Carly, what was your I was going to say, there? you know who I think is going to play a big role in this game is the fans. 6,000 ah. fans. Mm -hmm. do, do you think it'll make an impact? I mean, it's better than nothing. And I think the offense, third and long plays, you know, going forward on fourth down, the fans will provide if that, that momentum. If that means that we don't have to listen to the fan noise on loop yeah. on the TV <laughs> broadcast or even in the stadium, I am all for it. <laughs> I think it will have the guys a little bit more pumped mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Just because they've been waiting so long yeah. for this mm -hmm. and finally it's something and even though it's like you know 20 percent of the stadium or less filled it's still going to be loud mm -hmm. that sound's still going to reverberate and so i think between that and just the atmosphere of the game being a cold game it's cold. playoffs it's, it's a balmy 35 apparently <laughs> cold by la standards uh i think the packers are really going to be dialed in for this one and really pumped up for it so all right so we do have a poll question this week that is correct we sure do. So, and, and, and basically, all it was based around was with the Packers now back in the playoffs here, back in a postseason play. Do you think this Packers team is a Super Bowl team? They obviously have two more wins to go, but absolutely or not this year. Well, majority of that, 78% are going with yes, and that's not a surprise. They are the number one team in the NFC. It's still 22% saying no, and out of 184 votes, that was about 40 people that voted on this saying no. They don't think this Packers team is a Super Bowl team. I know it's just one win at a time. You don't ever want to look past this Rams team, but you got to think, I know we're going to get into predictions here soon, but you got to think the Packers push past this one, whether they squeak by or it's a blowout, whatever it may be. And then next week, what do you got? You either got Tom Brady or Drew Brees coming mm -hmm. to Lambeau Field most likely. So uh, there's still, I think, some pretty good football coming up, and most fans, according to the poll, agree with that. Before we get into the prediction for this game, I'm curious for you two, who do you think scarier for the Packers to have to face uh, next week? Saints. Saints or I'm Bucks? Saints, yeah. I think the Saints, too, only because with the Buccaneers, they, it was all about not preparing well at practice that week. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that a rematch would be good for the Packers. I, I thought all season the Saints were the team to beat in the NFC. I thought that before the season. Obviously, their season was odd because they lose Breeze. They had the slow start, lose Breeze. But uh, I agree. I think the Saints are the scarier team. And I will say, I think the Bucs could beat the Saints. So, yeah. you know, this might all line up. Uh, for the for the Packers here as far as the playoff path to get to the Super Bowl where again that is in Tampa so obviously Tom Brady Tampa that's going to be a big storyline should Tampa win and they're in an NFC championship game that'll be huge all right I told you we have to pick against the spread because mm -hmm. I think right, let's just start this way are we all predicting the Packers to win first off say I I I am too yeah. I okay so now it's the spread six and a half point spread for the Packers and Carly will make you go first will the Packers win by seven or more points so okay I do think they'll win by seven or more points only because when looking at good defenses they face like top 10 defenses as the Colts and the Saints they've put up 34 and 37 points so I think this offense will be able to move the ball against the Rams I'm not saying they're going to put up 34 points but I think that they're going to be able to score um, and then defensively I think they'll be able to shut down Jared Goff who um, has struggled in freezing temperatures. So I do think that the Packers will coast by and, and win by more than seven points. Is this a seven-point game or less, Alec? Uh, I think they win by seven points or more, uh, very similar to what Carly just said. But also, if you look at the – I know the Rams just had a nice win last week over Seattle, but four of their wins during the regular season, where they finished with ten maybe, regardless, four of their wins were against the NFC East. 
not a great division. So, I don't know. The Rams just don't really impress me from an offensive standpoint. And, Lance, you broke it all down defensively. I realize all that, but I'm still going to go with Green Bay, and they beat the spread. Again, I always hate agreeing uh, where we all agree, but I'm going to have to agree. I did break down, obviously, defensively, that the Rams are that good defensively. The problem is I don't think they're good enough offensively, and you cannot completely stop the Packers the way Aaron Rodgers is playing, and I do think he'll win the MVP. Uh, I think when you have him playing at this level with the run game to go along with it, the Packers are going to put up a certain amount of points, whether that be 20-some points or whatever. I'm just not confident that the Rams can put up 20-some points, even against the Packers' defense mm -hmm. that maybe isn't as consistent as a team like the Rams. Uh, just Jared Goff, he's banged up. He didn't look great when he came in last week. He did enough to win that game, but he hasn't been great. Their run game has been inconsistent, so I just don't see enough from the Rams offensively to make me believe that, especially in Green Bay, in this setting, off of a bye week, that the Packers can't find a way to win this by seven plus points so i think we're going to see the green bay packers playing at home by the way in the nfc championship game and then that's a question yeah. breeze or brady who is it going to be either way it's going to be a storyline yeah. for sure that nfc championship game as you can see aaron Rodgers against one of those other two hall of famers with a trip to the super bowl on the line it's so, fun right this is i mean this is what we want this is this is what this whole year how tough it was mm -hmm. at least this is exciting here to wrap up this season. We weren't sure we would get to the playoffs. We weren't sure we'd get to the end of the regular season. And now, as Packers fans, if you're looking at this, two wins at home and the Green Bay Packers are headed to the Super Bowl. And it's two games that they will be favored to win at home. That hasn't happened a lot where you've had an opportunity like this to finish it at home and not have to go somewhere for an NFC Championship game. A golden opportunity. There is a reason the Packers are heavy favorites in the NFC right now to make it to the Super Bowl. All right, that'll do it for this week's edition of Sports Extra. Should the Packers win, as we predict, we will be back here again next week to talk about that NFC Championship game. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Good night.